0: Everybody, it is your boy Travis Martin, aka Trav. (laughs) That's right. Hello, yes. And who are you?
1: I'm I'm Zach McCoy.
0: Zach McCoy. And welcome everybody to Thursday Show, Thurosawa, where we are reviewing the legendary Akira Kurosawa's filmography for the sixth week. And Zach, what are we watching Mm. today?
1: We're watching a film called no regrets for our youth which is loosely based on the life of hatsumi ozaki who assisted soviet spies in the lead up to world war ii
0: Mm, sounds interesting and is this your first time seeing this film
1: it is how about you
0: yes yes this is my first time even hearing about the film um so first asawas i think is what paul calls it yeah Versus Sawa's. Um, and, and
1: Paul's not here. He must still be beefing with you after that fight on the Uma episode.
0: Uma. <laughs> um, you brought up how this was loosely based on that dude. Mm-hmm. Um, also was reading that it was based off the, that Kaito University incident that they were singing yeah about in here so if these are two separate things correct that he kind of meshed together
1: yeah um you know i i don't know a whole lot about hatsumi ozaki if he was at that incident or if he just kind of took the noge character and like i right, i'm gonna put him at the university and and kind of have him rise up to um a life like ozaki
0: right Because,
1: you know, I was reading a little bit about Ozaki, and I guess he he was spending some time in China and stuff. And I'm sure he would have been in the student riots were he physically at that place in time.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I like about uh, these Kurosawa films is that we're getting this old Japanese history. Um, Mm -hmm. Before we get too deep into it, though, there is no Oscar breakdown, as Paul likes to say, because this film Mm -hmm. was not nominated for anything because why would it be how right. how many years removed from the war are we at this point
1: well i was really trying to find production information because i mean it comes out in 1946 so it's less than i mean like its release is october 1946 so that's a year and a couple months after the end of the war so i don't know exactly when it was filmed or made though i mean it
0: can't well, be I, long after i remember um paul said when we were watching um the men who tread on the tiger's tail, that they paused production to listen mm-hmm. to whoever the dude for Japan was and yeah. that they were surrendering. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to assume maybe this is a couple months after, you know, that they start yeah. filming, they get right into it. Mm-hmm. So.
1: And, you know, I didn't really know a whole lot about you know, the, the censors, you know, he'd been working under Japanese censors and mm-hmm. at the end of the war, America comes in and occupies, and they're censoring their media from 45 till 1952. So, this film comes out under American censorship. And Mm, so,
0: hold on. America was censoring Japanese films
1: Mm -hmm, as
0: well. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that was part of the treaty surrender
1: thing. I mean, America was occupying and making sure, I guess, Japan wasn't going to. Go back on anything, do some shit, you know, like America does these days, you know, occupy sp- spots whenever wars are over.
0: No, that's pretty crazy, though. I, you just don't think about it when it comes mm-hmm. to, like, a film or music or
1: mm-hmm. anything
0: like that. You don't really take into account those sort of things. At least I I don't even think about it. So Right, right. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, we can get right into it if... um. You wanna talk about your opinion on this, cause I don't think you've letterboxed this yet, so I have no idea.
1: I have not letterboxed it. I I tend to try to wait until after we record it and then I'll pop stuff up there just just because. Pop it up. Um but yeah, I I really like this movie. I like it a lot. I I was impressed uh largely with the acting. I think this is the best. Acting we've seen oh, hands down. so so far with the Kurosawa films, especially uh, Satsuko uh, Satsuko Hara, Hara, who playing Yuki. She, um, I guess, she was like the big star at the time in Incredible. Japan. Incredible, and she was great and beautiful, and also very good at playing a little uh, <laughs> crazy eye. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this was this was excellent. It was very emotional and. Um, I think you gotta you gotta have a lot of balls to make a movie like this right after the war is over where you're basically like yeah we fucked up um you know we probably shouldn't have gone to war
0: yeah my um my letterbox review uh, review itself was kurosawa flexing on this one because (laughs) you literally like took what i was gonna say this man the size of this man's balls (laughs) to make this film after this movie with that ending where Mm -hmm. it's like oh he's not a traitor he's actually a hero like Mm -hmm. the size of this man's dick on this film is impressive i mean yeah yeah. insane and i I, i would like to know what the japanese people opinion of kurosawa after he puts out this film Cause I mean he's he's blatantly opposing against his own government for right. what they've done.
1: Yeah, and I I have to think that he wasn't viewed too negatively because I was reading um, about again Hatsumi Ozaki. He, he had a a bunch of letters and stuff that he'd written to his wife and daughter that were. Turned into a book after he was executed and it became a bestseller in 1946. So if that book is becoming a bestseller the same year that this movie comes out. I think the Japanese people are probably like all about it. Yeah. At least that's, that's my feeling.
0: Just kind of crazy. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't anticipate that end- ending. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this film yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm not going to get my ranking on it or my rating on it just yet, but. This was definitely my favorite Kurosawa film. I remember when Mm. we watched um, Tiger's Trail. I know Paul did. I don't remember if you said this was like Akira Kurosawa kind of becoming who we know him to be. Yeah. This was the film for me where I was like, okay, this is the Kurosawa that I've seen before. Dude, everything is so good about this film. This film is is really, really good.
1: It is, but it's still also opening my eyes to a lot of new things about, you know, you know, ignorantly. I, When I think of Kurosawa, I still think of uh, like samurai in battle and stuff, but this is showing like his conscience and his, who he is as a person and, um, doing more commentary and stuff. I mean, it's very interesting to look at and uh, appreciate him in new ways.
0: Yeah. Cause I won't lie to you too. Um, Remember when we were doing Scorsese, I always viewed him as the the gangster film guy. Yeah. And that's really a small portion of his filmography. And I got a feeling that when we get done with Kurosawa's filmography, we're really going to see. Like, he's known for Seven Samurai and The Quiet Duel and Rashomon and mm-hmm. Yojimbo. You know what I mean? Like Right. But I got a feeling that's really just a quarter of his filmography when it's Mm going to be all said and done. And I think this kind of goes to show it that um, he has a lot of stuff. I've brought up like the difference between him making war films and Mizayaki making war films. But now it's like you're kind of getting really to see the kind of stuff he wants to make. Mm -hmm. And it's like I could see Miyazaki Taking a lot of inspiration from Kurosawa on topics that he's making film, yeah,
1: about and could,
0: showing who he is as a person.
1: Hmm. I could see this this movie like paired with something like uh, you know, The Wind Rises or something like mm-hmm. the the way the mood of it. Um. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. The really only complaint I have about the movie itself is I feel like it could have done a better job at maybe explaining what what he did or what no character got in trouble for i mean i know that a lot of it's kind of secret and
0: uh for to me so reading into that this is me putting my paul cap on mm-hmm. is he didn't do anything and i mm. think that's why there's no explanation on what he did because he didn't do anything mm. he's just a victim of circumstance of government you know, I don't know if it's propaganda or whatever, but mm-hmm. I think that's why there's no explanation of what he did because the reality is he didn't do anything at all. He didn't deserve what he got. And that's kind of what I got from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed in watching these Kurosawa films that um, he does a lot of things where he sk- skips the explanation of what happens and goes, like, you're already in the know. By continuing mm-hmm. to watch the film. Example for this one. It goes into. She meet she meets back up with him. And she's trying to convince him. To be together. And he's like no no no. And they just keep showing scenes of. Her kind of being a pest in a way. Mm-hmm. And then. Eventually they're just married. And they yeah. don't show them getting married. They don't show him coming around. And like. It's just knowledge that you gain from quick scene the scene. Am I, am I making sense in what I'm trying to say here?
1: I think so, yeah. It's just like, go with it and just assume that...
0: He does a lot of read-between-the-lines stuff. Yeah. Like, he's not going to give you every single minute detail. Or, yeah. You know, he's not going to force-feed it to you. Like, you already know, by biting into the chicken, that it's got some spice on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so... Um, yeah, that's what I really like about a lot of these Kurosawa films is you got to watch and you got to pay attention and he makes films where you can't be on your phone and watching.
1: Oh yeah. Especially
0: since obviously it's not in our native language, but even if it was, if you look down for a moment, you're going to miss something because he doesn't give you every single step. Sometimes he takes a leap and if you're not paying attention, you're like, whoa, how did we get here?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely
0: yeah but um yeah my only complaint is i thought the pacing was a little slow um that could have been a little tighter but yep. and she was kind of annoying in certain parts like she she kind of annoyed me a little bit but maybe that's intentional intentional so
1: i think um, so i mean she's not enough of... to
0: turn me off from her completely like i right. hate her right. but you know just she is kind of annoying and,
1: yeah, she's a little so, bratty, especially early little, on.
0: Definitely a little bratty, and <laughs> but I like the turnaround. I love the ending of, you know, she goes back to her family and she's kind of like, I actually like to be part of the working man working on the field, and I'm gonna go back to my deceased husband's family, and I'm gonna go work in the rice fields. And yeah, yeah I I like I like I like the screenplay. I thought the script was really good. Outside of, like I said, the, some of the pacing issues. It could have been a little tighter and cut 20 minutes for me. But, yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed this film. I can't, uh, I can't express that enough. I really enjoyed this film.
1: Excellent. Yeah, same here. And I was looking at some of the, just, we always talk about Carissa Alwa behind the camera. And it's another gorgeous film. Oh, and, yeah. And this, the scenes where she was like, uh, they're showing her emotions by like, the kind of freeze frame and then her moving a certain way. I I guess that's Mm -hmm. a French technique called superimposition, which I I didn't really know what it was called, so I was looking it up. But it's interesting, again, to have European influence, probably something that maybe he wanted to do before, but was blocked by the Japanese censors. I don't know. That, That was cool.
0: Yeah, we've talked about before where they were saying a lot of his films were too westernized. Yeah. You know, because he draws a lot of inspiration from Tom Ford and stuff like that. So, I could see him too having these other inspirations, seeing what they're doing over there. And and I've talked about before on the other podcast that I like what I don't really care for a lot of American films in 1940s, 1950s, but I really love British films and mm-hmm. I I really enjoy what they're doing behind the camera around this time with British film especially like the press burger stuff mm-hmm. like I have brought up. So I could see him finding influence in European stuff and not being allowed to do that. And then now being able to really flex his inspirations and kind of do stuff. But yeah, camera was gorgeous, all the stuff and then working in the rice fields. I felt like you really could see the straining hard work that that mm-hmm. was, you know, like, yeah very very powerful and expressing the kind of labor that was right. in there and again this is the 1940s with no color and mm. you still feel your back hurts watch watch right. this stuff yeah there. this yeah again this is where i really felt like this man's really flexing who he is and i'm maybe it's a good thing that um the Japanese are no longer in control of how he can make his films because if this is the path we're going down, uh, sign me up, dude. I'm here every week to watch (laughs) this.
1: Right, especially not an imperial Japanese government that's trying to push some sort of message. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that's it for me. I don't really want to have anything else.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me as well. You know, I think Paul, if he were here, he would maybe have some more insight on some of the the politics of Ozaki or whatever, but again, it's loosely based. So I think like when you're talking about you know, the no ca- character, not really doing anything I, that works for the film. Cause it, like they said, loosely based. It's not a, it's not a autobi, it's not a biographical film. Right. Um, but you know, Ozaki himself, uh, you know, I've learned all this because of this movie. I was reading, you know, some articles and looking at Wikipedia about how he, uh, he was executed for, working with Soviet spies and convincing them that um, Japan didn't want to fight against Russia or and in Soviets. And, right, yeah. And then they moved their military over to focus against the Nazis and defended Moscow. And such a pivotal kind of point in the war that I'd never heard of before. So I'm learning things mm-hmm. and you know, love to learn things.
0: Love to learn things. So uh, with that being said, let's get to our... Worsty the Judgment? And Zach. Yes. Is this the worst Kurosawa film? I forgot how the... What,
1: what, what is it? On this show, we just kind of... Where is this rank on your yeah, where, Kurosawa? Where is
0: this rank on your uh, Kurosawa?
1: Well, um, I gave it four and a half stars. You know, the Zach. And I got it at my number one. It, wow. that, that's where it's sitting. The uh, The half star was uh, for some of the pacing and, and me feeling like I had to do some research outside of the film. That could be my issue, but four and a half, number one. Where you got it?
0: I have this at a four star, mm-hmm. and it is also sitting at my number one. I'm very shocked that you ranked it four and a half. I thought that maybe even I would have it ranked even a little bit higher than you. If not, Mm -hmm. I was expecting us to have the same rank. And so, yeah, I doctored for the pacing. And I don't know. I think for me, when I think of a four and a half star film, I think of this is a film I want to rewatch over and over and over and over again. And it's near perfect. And I don't quite feel that about this film, but it's a great film. And I highly recommend this film. So yeah, I gave it a four star and it is at my number one as well.
1: Right. I had it four stars. Most of the time I was watching it, but, but then I, um, the ending really got me and, and then I started reading some of the real life stuff and I felt like that made the movie even more important. Mm -hmm. And you know, that could mean me projecting on it, but that's why I gave it that extra half. So,
0: Hey, you don't you don't got to defend yourself to me. Mm. so with that being said you can find me on the instagram at zk audio i'm on the twitter and the TikToks t-r-a-v-i-o-s-c-k where i'm also on letterbox ranking and rating my daily movie watches and i do want to say i watched aliens today oh hell yeah <clears throat> and you know being the ridley scott fan that i am i still think aliens is slightly better than alien both are five stars for me yeah but I think Aliens just gets the nod. It is insane that that movie came out in 1986 and that Alien still looks mm-hmm. that good. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe if it isn't for Aliens, we probably don't get Jurassic Park 10 years later. Mm,
1: yeah.
0: Or what, 8 but years 7 later? years later, yeah. 7 years later, so yeah.
1: yeah fair to argue, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think Aliens is very pivotal to... Those kind of popcorn movies that we get,
1: yeah, and we definitely wouldn't get Terminator Two, you know, without it making all the money it did.
0: You got to think he did Terminator right before this film, mm-hmm. so he's got Terminator, Aliens, Terminator Two. Those are three movies in a row. Good God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. James Cameron, that man, you love to hate him, but <laughs> you know you can't. Uh, the box office speaks for itself, so. Mm-hmm. Zach, where are they finding you at?
1: You find me on Critiker Zachmaster, X-A-K-K-M-S-T-E-R. <laughs> TikTok at House Havoc, Letterbox by searching my name. I didn't watch anything other than podcast stuff this week, but I, uh, I keep wondering how much older my eldest son needs to be before I can show him the Aliens films. Probably a couple more years. But I know he's going to dig them, because he's into that kind of stuff.
0: So. Yeah, it's so funny, because I have that... Um... I have those kind of questions. Like, you know, the movie Now and Then?
1: Uh huh. Uh-huh. I,
0: I feel like my Zoe's going to be 13 in March. Yeah. So she's still got about it. So she's 12 and a half. And I'm like, okay, she's probably old enough to watch Now and Then. Mm. But I don't think guy is. And I would really like them to watch that together. Yeah. Because I think it's an important film for girls going through teenage puberty kind yeah. of stuff. And that's something they can watch together. But there's a couple films where I always question, are they old enough to watch that yet or not? So before yeah. we get on out of here, of course, we want to thank, who do we want to thank, Zach?
1: Uh, Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. Uh, right. Chad Ramsey for our most, most excellent.
0: awesome theme song. That's right. There it yeah. is. And you know, before we get out of here, I got to thank question you. for you, Zach. Thank you, sir. Oh yeah, yeah. We got to thank me, of <laughs> course, producer Trav. But what are we watching next week?
1: Next week's film is called One Wonderful Sunday, and it's on the Free Plex.
0: That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Because I love Sundays. Oh yeah. Good the days day. of the week and the ice cream. <laughs> so. Yes. With that being said, we are out of here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Zach. Paul, we miss you. Yes. Hopefully you back with us next week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Great talking to you. See you later.
1: See you later. Don't forget to rate us five stars wherever you yes, can rate podcasts. Five stars.